Oh, Monday Nairo. It's been so long since I made last podcast about it. So you would normally thought that that show got somewhat better, somewhat decent, but no, 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 no. I just couldn't force myself to watch it. I read everything that happened on Raw or SmackDown. And if SmackDown from time to time was decent enough, so you could actually recommend it to watch at least some moments of it. Maybe because of Roman Reigns coming back as a heel. Maybe because of a little bit of the Fiend. But in reality, SmackDown is not a good show at all. But at least they had some good, okay moments. Raw never once had this moment. Where I could have recommend the show or one fucking segment that actually would make the show decent enough for me. Not once. And that's incredible because last show that I review was, if I remember correctly, the first underground show, the first, the debut of the Raw Underground on Monday Night Raw. It's been over a fucking month since I last reviewed the show and I said to myself and to all of you that I'm gonna make a review only if they're gonna fuck it up so hard. If they're gonna do something horribly wrong. Oh well ladies and gentlemen, they fucking outdone themselves uh, themselves this week. This was fucking terrible. Just so you would understand how terrible the shit was, I dropped my Chelsea Liverpool review. I dropped United Palace, somewhat of a script beginning writing, you know. I was about to sit down, write a script or, you know, some notes about United and uh, Crystal Palace match. Uh, my thoughts on this match, my thoughts on Chelsea Liverpool or the future of the teams, of everything that I could have possibly done. But then... I decided to check what the fuck happened on the show. And I was so shocked that I decided to watch the shit. And oh my god, this was fucking horrendous. I cannot find any fucking words, any substance to this show that actually make the show not better, not decent, even bad. Because this show was fucking terrible. It was outrageous. And you know what? It's not gonna be a typical play-by-play review that I tried to do. I'm just gonna name some segments that were fucking horrible, and I'm gonna start with segments that had uh, little to zero substance to it, that barely affect the show, but, you know, they were there. And why am I doing this? Well, because there was nothing good in the show. I was sitting in my room thinking to myself, well, I remember saying to my fans, to my listeners, fans, yeah, how outrageous of me, uh, to people that listen to me and my friends that are actually struggling to find anything good on Monday Night Raw. And this time, I sat in my room, looking at everything that happened on the show, And I caught myself off guard, understanding that there was actually 
nothing on the show that I enjoyed. Absolutely nothing. You know, we can start with 24-7 nonsensical beach uh, episode with our truth and Akira Tozawa and fucking Shark, which was fucking useless, or Arturo Ruiz and Dolph Ziggler in Raw Underground, where Dolph Ziggler bid Arturo with the choke, you know, the fucking uh, Kamel Clutch or whatever the name, Naked Choke, how they call it. It doesn't matter, because it was fucking waste of my time, like a whole Raw Underground S. You can talk about Apollo Crews and Cedric Alexander, you know. It was a six-minute match, where Apollo Crews actually beat Cedric Alexander, but then Benjamin uh, and Lashley attacked uh, Crews and uh, Ricochet. So, you would say, well, that, that had some substance to it. Right? Well, yeah, but we've seen her business like six fucking times. And let's start a little play-by-play review. In the beginning of the show, we had Retribution coming out and cutting a promo. And, oh, oh, Retribution was dead like two weeks after they debuted because then they started to do some Unaffective, nonsensical bullshit only on Monday night. And what do you think? People quickly dropped out. People didn't give a flying fuck about Retribution. Because they looked like Akira Tozawa's ninjas. They felt like an afterthought. They barely had anything they can do on this fucking show. So what are they doing? They're coming out in those fucking masks that barely hide their fucking faces and they still pretend like we don't fucking know who's behind those masks. Oh yeah, I wonder who the fuck is standing around in front of me, right? Hmm, who can this fucking be? Dominic Dajakovic? <gasps> no, of course no. Mia him? No, no, no. Oh, fucking hell. And they gave them some fucking, r- fucking retarded names. Just to bury them completely without having an actual match. You know, you need to have some fucking talent to be able to do this. And you know, they got this generic, god-awful promo. Saying that they actually been signed by WWE. What? Signed by fucking WWE, the agents of chaos, the people who've been destroying Performance Center, been bothering you every single fucking week. You're signing them. Why? Where is the fucking logic? Oh yeah, it's Monday Night Raw, there is no fucking logic here. There is only emotions and those emotions coming out from every single fan and none of them are actually positive. Then we hear that her business are coming out, trying to beat uh, Retribution, but there is so much more of Retribution guys and girls in a mask coming out and attacking her business. Then we go into commercial break, and suddenly we're coming back, and there is nobody in this fucking ring. 
It was a waste of my time. It was fucking nonsensical. T-Bone, uh, May, or some shit like this are the names that they gave to Retribution. To Dominic Dijakovic. You giving him T-Bone or whatever name. Are you fucking joking? Like, I think that this segment basically summarized everything for Monday night. It was useless. It constantly put down uh, Retribution and it tried to build up Hurt Business. But then you put them like five more times on screen with a Polo Cruz match, with the beatdown of Retribution behind the scenes, with the final segment. That I just can't get fucking enough of them in your opinion. No, I'm getting tired of them. And the worst thing is, they presented like heels when they attack Apollo Crews, but then all of a sudden they present as faces when they're coming out and attacking Retribution. Oh, it's a character complex, you know. They are evolving. They no longer just heels or faces. They evolving into those anti-heroes. No. This is bullshit. They would be anti-heroes if they would only go as a business decisions. If they would, you know, at zero to nothing emotions. And they would attack someone like Cedric Alexander Ricochet because they have, you know, somebody paying them to do this. Or they have some sort of, you know, morale system that allows them to do this but not be represented as dickheads. Maybe like Cedric or Paula take them first, maybe something like this. Then yes, they can be anti-heroes, but not this bullshit. You just want them to be, oh my god, they are the faces that save them from retribution. And not like last week when they said to Adam Pierce that you're gonna pay us and then we're gonna save you. No, 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 here they just attacking them, then attacking those guys, then again attack them, being attacked by them, and it's never-ending circle. I know the hurt business are cool, but give me a second, give me a second to breathe without them. Then you're giving me, oh, for fuck's sake, you're giving me first contendership for Raw Tag Team titles. And I thought to myself, hmm, who's gonna fight? Viking experience, Viking Raiders are out for at least a year, it seems like. And uh, that's about it. You don't have any other fucking team. So do, who do we have? Seth Rollins and Murphy, who are not a team, even though they are, you know, kind of messiah group, but they are not a team. You have Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, Humberto, who helped out... Uh, Dominic from time to time, and didn't from time to time, even though we knew he was on the show. Remember those times when Rod didn't make any sense, but at the very least, some storylines were not drowned into fucking obscurity? Oh, those days. A fucking terrible Monday Night Raw. Nothing actually changed, you know? And what do you know? Andrada and Angel Garza. What? Why the fuck are they together? Why the fuck do you making them number one contenders? They won the match after Murphy and Seth, you know, Seth Rollins just walked away from the match and they beat the guys. Whatever, in case 
maybe it doesn't fucking matter because you know what matters actually? Okay, maybe Seth Rollins going away from Murphy during the match actually matters because it's a storyline progression. The only problem is the storyline is fucking dragging itself to obscurity. But, um, you know what actually matters here? It's the fact that Andrade and Angel Garza are back again as a team and they're trying to prove everybody wrong that they can do better without Selena Vega. Hmm, is that the story that they're telling? Uh, not really, they just put them together and make them number one contenders. And if they're gonna fucking win the titles, it's gonna be exactly what I said they need to do. The only problem is, I said that they should do this in the early July. Not in near October, you know, when they already been dismissed, uh, dismissed as a team twice or three times. They already beat each other up every single fucking week. They already proved themselves as singles wrestlers, not a team wrestlers. But no, let's put them together. And now you're gonna tell me that no, they don't need to merge the division. No, they have a great tag team division in NXT, which is the weakest it's ever been in Raw, which is weakest it's ever been, and in SmackDown that they barely have two fucking teams. Don't play a laugh. This is pathetic. This show, this decision of putting Angel Gaza and Andrade again together, uh, together versus Street Profits for the fucking 100 millionth time in a six, seven months, right? Since WrestleMania, the week after WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania, we're having the same fucking match. Week after week after week, then they're doing this comedy shit with the Viking Raiders, and then again Andrade and Angel Gaza week after week after week. I'm sick and tired, and now you're making this magic clash of champions? Why? Why? Why have you fucking done that Cesaro and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura losing clean to Street Profits, and then them appearing on SmackDown, and then fucking leading to nothing. I don't understand. I don't fucking understand. This was bad. This was just bad. Then we had a Kevin Owens show with Shane McMahon as the main guy here. Uh, he brought a debacator. Uh, they had some sort of disagreement between a debacator and Kevin Owens. And they nearly got into a fight, Shane McMahon holding back, said, no, 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 you will face in a different time. Then Alistair Black appeared and knocked out Kevin Owens. Why? I don't, I don't fucking understand this. Uh, Kevin Owens, poor Kevin Owens. You know, we've been hearing the reports that he's really unhappy with how he's been, uh, his character been portrayed on TV so illogical and so stupid week after week after week. And I guess same goes to Alistair Black, he's probably unhappy as well, and you hope that those guys just gonna say, fuck you Vince, rip the contracts apart, and when it's gonna end, they're just gonna leave the company, because this is just pathetic. How they're using both of those guys, it's just mind-blowing. They're two biggest stars, both were incredible in NXT, and now they're in this mid-card near a low card position on Monday night. Kevin Owens 
previous Universal Champions once in fucking eternity, it seems like right now. And Alistair Black, the future Undertaker, as people call him. The future of this mysterious character. Yeah, mysterious solid snake. Huh? This is the only thing I'm getting when I see him. Huh? You on the show? Huh? What the fuck are you doing here, dude? How are you selling this contract? And then, what do we have? Oh, we have my favorite thing of Monday Night Raw for the last seven weeks. It's Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee. So how was it? I'm gonna be honest to you, I'm, I didn't really enjoy this match. I thought it was whatever. And, you know, it's a shame because you would expect that Drew and Keith gonna have this great chemistry, but in reality, those two matches that they had were okay. And you can say it's because of the finishes, you know, your opinion of this match drags down, but maybe you're right, and we need to see, like, 15 to 20 minute classics between those guys, but you're not letting me. You're giving me this couple minutes nonsense, and guess how this match fucking ended. I'm gonna help you out. Exactly the same how every single other match between Randy Orton and Keith Lee or Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee ended with now Randy Orton coming out and attacking Drew. Wow, Keith Lee lost another match by disqualification. <sighs> I'm trying to calm myself down and it's really hard to do because you can say that I'm just shouting here and not providing with any substance or this review is shit because you just scream. You you do absolutely nothing. You're inconsistent. You throw him from one thing to another. Yeah, that's true. But that's because I just watched a show uh, like 30 minutes ago. I tried to write some sort of a script. I couldn't because I was so driven by hate. You know, I hear people... Like trying to protect Keith Lee, saying that he's been booked perfectly, or at least very good. And you think to yourself, after a couple of weeks, maybe they ride. Maybe he has a potential. But what do I see in reality? I see nonsensical booking of Keith Lee. Because every single match, apart from Payback and Triple Thread, oh, and a match with Dolph Ziggler, he fucking lost. Via disqualification. Uh, and this is mind-blowing. Because I thought to myself, well, if we're going to have Mustafa Ali versus Keith Lee, if we're going to have uh, Andrade or, I don't know, some sort of uh, Apollo Crews versus uh, Keith Lee in one-on-one -on -one match, I probably should think that Keith Lee can dismantle this guy. He's going to fucking murder him. Uh, but in reality, I think to myself, <laughs> should I laugh? Because I'm pretty sure Retribution is going to come out and cost him this match. Or some other fucking nonsense is going to happen. And he's going to lose by disqualification. I can't take this guy serious from now on. Like every single week, he's losing the match by disqualification. You can say, well, they're protecting him. He never lost clean. He never been fucking pinned. And you're going to be like, yeah, you're right. But he never fucking won apart from that Dolph Ziggler match, and he's been here for like seven weeks, and I don't feel like he's a major threat 
to title, no, you know, to the world title because he's been portrayed as like a fucking loser, or at the very least, like a guy who has a potential but never gonna fulfill it because he's a Monday Night Raw and he's fat. That's what Vince McMahon thinks of you. Then that's why you're gonna dress up like a fucking idiot and. Cut a promo actually a little bit different than he usually did, even with comparison to the first Monday Night Raw when he was uh, cutting a promo. Like, his style of cutting a promo, even a little bit of wrestling change, that's why maybe I'm not enjoying him anymore at all as a character. I don't know. There's so much hate for me towards WWE right now that this review might go down as one of the worst I've ever made because... I actually provide you with zero sums, and I understand this, and I'm still gonna push forward with this um, review because, fuck it, why not? I, I think I'm doing the right thing by just expressing my emotions. Yes, I can make a better review, but fuck it, you know. I just want to scream. It's like the scream of agony, where I try to find anything good in this fucking show, but I can't. This was the worst thing that could have happened, in my opinion, like this three, four segments with Andrade, with Retribution, and Drew already killed the show. After this, you can't physically force yourself to watch the show. Because you know what happened later on? Peyton Royce and Billy Kay from out of nowhere come out uh, and challenge Oscar for a title match. Peyton Royce got this match, but it ended in no contest because Zelina Vega attacked uh, Oscar. From behind. Uh, before this, Zelina Vega had a three-minute match versus Mickey James, and uh, Zelina Vega won in three minutes. Great, incredible, fuck off. Zelina Vega lost all her matches before this match. Why the fuck should I take her serious? Why the fuck she deserved a title shot? Nobody knows. Peyton Royce reports are saying that Vince already forgot about pushing Bianca Belair and Peyton Royce, so I don't have any fucking hopes. And you know what? I don't want to have any hopes when it comes to Peyton Royce or even Bianca Belair, even though she's incredible. You want to know why? Well, because they're gonna fuck them up. Easily. They fucked up Shayna Baszler. I can physically imagine her as a champion, even though they had incredible story right in front of them with uh, Bianca, uh, with Shayna and Asuka, two most devastating wrestlers in women's NXT history, with the longest reigns, with the longest streaks, being unbeaten. Fuck it, we're just gonna put her in team with Nia Jax and give her the titles that nobody gives a shit. And we're gonna put you in Lana and Natalia match. We're gonna put Lana through a table two weeks in a row. Oh no, it has nothing to do with the mirror situation. Oh no, this is not a payback to Lana for, for being in a relationship with another wrestler who decided to leave your company because you treated him like shit. No, no, no. This is just a character work. This is just what they always plan to do. Yeah, sure. Fuck off. Then they had... Well, I'm skipping ahead because I already reviewed some other parts. How you understand it already? This is a very nonsensical review of mine. Then they had the storyline that was good for quite some time. And they provided us with great matches between Dominic and Seth, and uh, Ray and Seth, you know, great matches, cool story, 
Now the story should have ended like months ago, maybe at payback, you know, some shit like this, when it actually would make sense. Now, Seth Rollins comes out, says that uh, Ray's daughter pays more attention to Murphy rather than to Dominic or her father. He accuses that none of the kids are actually Ray's kids and like he has some sort of uh, test to prove it or some shit like this. And you think to yourself, okay, maybe Murphy and um, Ray's daughter, I don't remember her name, uh, story can be actually somewhat decent, somewhat good. But I don't want to hear this fucking nonsense about, A, you remember this Eddie Guerrero storyline that was uh, memed for so many years with Dominic not being Ray's kid in an actually decent match between Eddie and Ray? Well, guess what? We're gonna do the same shit. Only this time, it's gonna be because Ray is still injured, and we can't have every single week a match between Dominic and Murphy or Seth in some sort of stipulation match because, well, we already did nearly every single fucking stipulation that we possibly could. It's just so bad. I just can. This storyline was good. But you cannot find the right timing to end this. And if you would, I can see Dominic or Ray in any other picture right now. I can imagine seeing uh, Seth and Mervy feuding against each other and then putting Seth away so he could spend time with Becky. Yes, I can see this happening. But Dominic, United States picture, no tech team picture, no fucking world title picture, no, some mid-card um, feud that actually would suit him, yeah, that would probably be the right decision, but against who? You didn't establish anyone, you only buried guys, fucking hell, there is absolutely nothing that they can do with him, unless it's gonna be going to NXT and actually having some good feuds, like against the Cruiserweight title. It's not my idea, it's uh, JD's idea, but I fully support it. Go and face against the El Hijo del Fantasma for the Cruiserweight title that Ray established and actually make some good feud with the guy who says that Luchador's been presented as those spot monkeys, you know, who can't do anything apart from this. And, and he will claim that he is now the best luchador of all time. Bring Dominic in, the son of the greatest luchador of all time. Make him fight for, you know, the respect of the peers, the respect for uh, luchas. And actually have a great feud for the Cruiserweight title that Rey Mysterio established as an interesting and actually title that matters back in uh, WWE days. But will they do this? Of course they won't, because it's an illogical story that actually makes sense. They're gonna do some fucking nonsense like going with this story of Murphy liking uh, Ray's daughter and then this test that will prove or not prove that Dominic is a son or not a son of Rey Mysterio. Because this is drama. This is what people want, right guys? Right? Oh, for fuck's sake. Then we had Raw Underground, Dabakata versus Braun Strowman. You would logically think the Dabakata should get, you know, should uh, should be putting over 
and beat Braun Strowman, who is fucking doing nothing. He's not in the Universal title. For some reason, he now on Monday Night Raw. He's been on a segment uh, with the KO show. I'm pretty sure not only Alistair Black came up, but also Braun Strowman did. So is it this quarter invitation or not? Is this just him appearing for no reason on Monday Night and Raw Underground? I don't know, but they had this match between each other where Braun Strowman actually won. Why the fuck? I don't want to see Braun Strowman put, getting put in over against the, the only fucking guy who could have benefited from Raw Underground. This shit needs to be closed down. This shit doesn't work. This shit is pathetic. This shit is pointless. You're gonna establish someone like Dolph Ziggler or Eric from Viking Experience winning by a submission, by some MMA moves in Raw Underground. But then when it comes to fighting on actual Raw, they can't do shit. They're losing to everybody. You could have established her business more, but now they are facing heels on Raw and they're barely doing anything Raw Underground. You could have established Dabakata, but he's losing in Raw Underground to uh, Braun Strowman. So you get absolutely no benefits from Raw Underground. And you still haven't delivered with a title. You still have no idea what you're doing. From week to week, it just appears from out of nowhere. You see someone like Titus O'Neil, someone like Dabakata, someone like Dolph Ziggler winning or losing there. For absolutely no reason... Just to fill some time in. This shit needs to be closed down. And let's just scrap it over. Let's just forget about everything that happened. And let's have a main event of the evening. The Hurt Business versus Retribution. Well, what do you think? Hurt Business fucking won! Retribution lost their first match. First match as a team. And then there is a brawl. The herd business is in clear, uh, you know, minority. But then here comes Drew McIntyre and the rest of the roster of Raw. They are getting beating, you know, they're beating down, uh, fucking hell, uh, uh, Retribution. Retribution needs to get the fuck out of here. And then Randy Orton comes out from out of nowhere and does an RKO to end the show. Standing over Drew McIntyre. This is fucking pathetic. The Hurt Business actually lost, or uh, won, against the hottest, in quotation, thing in professional wrestling in Raw for the last uh, decades over decades, right? Wrong. They beat some fucking clowns in a weird-ass mask with a fucking god-awful names. But you know what? That's fine. Let's put over Hurt Business. Let's put over Drew McIntyre versus um, Randy Orton match. And let's completely forget about Retribution. Let's just scrap them. Please. To anybody who will say this was okay show or even a good show. You can go and fuck yourself. Because I ranted about every single thing that happened on the show... And as you clearly heard, I liked absolutely nothing out of it. 
I'm I wouldn't recommend you watching the show. I wouldn't recommend you actually listen to this podcast if you would want to hear some, uh, you know, alternative ideas. Because, for example, retribution you cannot save. You buried it since days one. Uh, the herd business or Dominic and uh, Seth Mysterio storyline that you dragged for way too long. I tried to give my ideas before SummerSlam. I think that my ideas were a little bit better because they at least led to something. This shit is never-ending storytelling. Never-ending in not a good way. It just will never end. And it's not a classic like... Right now in AW is probably MJF versus Jungle Boy. The storyline that you can tell for ages because they are wrestlers who on the same level and who will be the main stars of this company. You know... Never-ending stories in uh, WWE, never-ending stories in WCW, uh, in TNA, some actually good stories. No, fuck it. We're just gonna put everything so we would fill time. I can't stand Monday Night Raw. It's the first review that I did in over a month, and i actually furious. Again, I don't want to watch the show. Oh, you don't have to. You don't need to be so negative. Yeah, I don't have to be so negative. But you don't have to be so optimistic. You're eating shit week after week. 1.6, 1.5 ratings. If that's not enough to tell you that you are in deep shit, I don't know what will tell you this. I don't know what you can do apart from turning off your TV. And I don't know. Who in their right fucking mind would still watch the show after Retribution got kicked by Hurt Business or this massive bro started at the beginning of the show, Andrade and Angel Garza won the tag team title opportunity, and Keith Lee got beat up by disqualification one more time. It's three segments in a row. It's one hour or something of the show. And if somebody gonna decide to watch this shit after one hour, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Unless you have to do a review, unless you're some sort of fucking masochist who loves to have, you know, pain, to feel the pain, to actually make himself sick, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. You wanna watch some good shows? Watch AEW, watch NXT, they are better. Watch even fucking... Smackdown, which is not a good show, but at least they had something good on the show from time to time, right? Don't watch Raw. Do not do this. It's basically everything I said. I wanted to say. Again, I do not recommend listening to this podcast unless you want to hear a lot of negativity. Hopefully, like Chelsea Liverpool will be more substance, will be a normal review that you guys would expect hopefully i will do more AEW because not only this week's probably i'm gonna do but maybe previous and maybe two previous weeks i'm gonna do maybe a little bit of nxt saying what is wrong with them right now and what is good and who knows what else i'm gonna do tenant review is still on the way i got a lot of job to do so fuck monday night raw don't watch this shit hear you soon